0: It's DTS 35 and patch 1.1.2 is already in the oven. And what if Destiny? You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardian. Welcome, everybody. I am BBK Dragoon to Destiny, the show number 35. Joining me, as always, is my good friend Diddy. How are you doing today?
1: Pretty well. Pretty well. Could you believe it? We got more snow this week in Texas.
0: Did you really? We've had sunshine here.
1: Yeah, like at the very beginning of the week, I tweeted out a picture. We got six inches of snow, and the day before, it was like 50 degrees outside. I I don't know. I don't get it.
0: Did you have a snow day?
1: Oh, absolutely. For a
0: couple days, actually. Yeah. Anybody who's listened to this show for the last like five or six weeks, it's like every time we start the show, it's like, dude, snowed there. Yeah, snowed here. I just going there. <laughs> it's good. Keeping up with tradition. What did you play this week?
1: I played a lot of Destiny. played a lot of League of Legends, uh, and that's about. Actually, I just had some people over today. We played um, Smash Bros. Wii, Wii U, Ooh. and uh, Mario Kart. So that was exciting. Do you own a Wii U? I don't I we had
0: to borrow our friends yeah I was gonna yeah. say man like I got a Wii U a few months ago just for Smash and Mario Kart dude isn't Wii U awesome
1: Sonic and I are thinking about getting a Wii U probably closer to the end of the summer but uh, I, I really want to play Smash like Smash is one of my favorite games of all time I've just never owned the system it's on at the time yeah, yeah. so I'm excited
0: Plus, you have to have the requisite of other people on the couch. Like Smash without folks in the room, like in the couch, local experience just isn't the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with just playing three level nine CPUs. You know, that's a fun time for me. And plus, with the Wii U, you can go online with it and Mm -hmm. um, venture into the world exactly of Diddy
0: Kong. Because that's everybody apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all about chic. Oh yeah, that hype. Yeah, I think my favorite character all time has still got to be like Falco, even though he's not that mm-hmm. as awesome. Apparently, he's, he's not
1: good in Wii U, he's too slow. He, he, yeah. Falco is my main in uh, uh
0: melee, brawl. melee oh, and brawl. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, I got like reinvigorated to play a lot of Destiny this week. I kind of was on the fence for the last couple of weeks, I've not talked about it on the show. So I was playing a little bit of wow and that's always really fun. But this week, man, tons of destiny, a lot of PVP. I got Thorn last night. I've joined the Hand Cannon Army and I am ready to move on. Patch 1.1.1 arrived and I'm putting that Suros away, you know. People are just going to have to get used to seeing a hand cannon on the screen. Yeah, I'm using a lot of scout rifles and pulse rifles
1: and <laughs> shotguns. Shotgun is my dual shotguns is my go-to in <laughs> PvE
0: now. The super troll class well right on
1: oh yeah definitely
0: we also had a really exciting week we got to be a part of the planet destiny podcast which is a really cool experience if you're a listener from over there welcome and if you haven't heard it it's going to be on their channel on thursday i think when their um podcasts go live on itunes and their youtube channel for planet destiny which was really cool we had a good time right diddy
1: absolutely those guys are awesome and we really appreciate uh them inviting us on it was a really cool experience
0: it was. Man, they're knowledgeable too. It's really cool to talk with people who've, <laughs> they've got their teeth sunk deep into this
2: game. News!
0: So this was a light week for news, and that leads right into the Bungie Weekly Update, in which it was revealed that patch 1.1.2 is on the way, and we're going to be hearing about details for it soon. But that's really all the update was. I think Deej handled it pretty well, don't you think? Did he, in terms of playing the humor of this is an update to tell you there's an update?
1: Yeah, he's really well spoken in terms of vague uh, word usage. You know, he's yeah. he's the master vague linguist. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's why Bungie loves him so much. That's why
0: we love him so much. Yes. So 1.1.2 is, we really don't know anything about it. And we could play Captain Speculation, but we actually did that on the Planet Destiny podcast. So I don't think we should do that here, but it leads right into the next news piece, which kind of lets us play Captain Speculation. There was a video that was put onto the Destiny subreddit, and it is called Destiny What If. I have the link for this YouTube video in our show notes at destinytheshow.com. And in it, the YouTube video showed a bunch of stuff that these guys would like to see. Added to Destiny, all quality of life changes, and what they did using pretty cool video tricks is they actually showed what it could look like in the game. Very polished, very professional, would make you think, oh, wow. If you didn't know better, I thought that was in the game itself. So I think we could go through the list of all the things that they would like to be added to Destiny in this what-if universe and talk about what we think and if it should be added to Destiny because, hey, the companion app came out of left field with 1.1.1, so who's to say 1.1.2, man, that's a lot of ones, couldn't bring some of these features. Diddy, you want to run me through the first of them?
1: Yeah, in the video they talked about what if Destiny... PvP had cutscenes, or not cutscenes, uh, kill cams. Mm-hmm. And they had, I guess, I guess they captured two different points in a crucible match of somebody killing the other person. It actually looked really cool. Uh, what if Destiny had a cutscene skip? What would it look like? How would we be able to do it? Um, and you would just hold down the X button and you'd have the little loading circle around the X, yep. similar to going to orbit or summoning your sparrow would look like as the cutscene started. And then vault organization. This one was really cool. You you have, like, a different vault for your helmets and gauntlets and chess pieces and every other piece of armor and weapon in the game. You just have a segmented vault so you could store more stuff, and I think that was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And then heavy ammo synthesis when you're out of heavy ammo, which was a pretty cool deal. Like when your heavy ammo runs out of weapon-like ammo, obviously, on the screen you have a little X and you just hold it to use one of your synthesis instead of actually having to go into the menu. Really cool little change, and it actually would be interesting to see how that would play out, especially with the Raid. Auto-sharding engrams that you don't want. This was a great feature where you can set in the menu, I want you to auto-shard every green engram that I pick up or every blue engram that I pick up because I'm not interested in what it's going to give me. Those low-end pieces are something I'm not looking forward to. I'd probably only use green, but when you run over to the engram, you immediately just get what the broken-down, sharded piece of that engram would be. Really easy. makes things a lot smoother. You don't have to go into the menu as often, Weapon shaders, something, gosh, everybody wants these, right, Diddy? Yeah, we've talked
1: about it before, and I think it would just be a cool addition to the game. Absolutely. And what are the last few ones? Swap light level from one armor piece to another. I don't really remember with this one in the video. Can you give me a a hint?
0: So basically, and this is the one I think I want to talk about because I have issue with this, but basically in the tower they go to the speaker, they go to that big, like, dimpled, I don't know, like the ground below the speaker, you know, that weird like orb kind of space. Hold mm-hmm. X, they then go into a menu and they can swap the light level from one piece of equipment to another. So if you visually like a certain piece of armor, you could take the stats and light level and push uh... it over to something else. And I'm we got to come back to that one uh, to discuss some of these. So what's next?
1: Being able to see Xur on the tower map. So whenever Xur comes into the tower, you actually go to one of those robots. You can click view map. You can actually find him a little bit easier on the map. That would be nice. Yes. So people don't have to run around the whole tower and try and find him or look on the Destiny Reddit or something. Indeed. And then faction wars. This ties into PvP Crucible. Yes. Actually having the factions in PVP matter and not just gaining reputation through completing matches, but actually having like the future war war cult versus the new monarchy. And then each week you would have um, stats as to which cult was leading the faction war at the end of the week. And then it would obviously reset say uh, new monarchy won 70% of their matches against dead orbit or against dead, um, a future war cult something like that just to make the factions a little bit more relevant a little bit more enticing to motivating to use their class items in the crucible certainly and it would
0: create rivalry right right now they just uh, whatever you use it you grind it but it doesn't have any honor associated with it i don't care you know what you are <laughs> but you draw the line in the sand and it's like dude future war cult's going down dead orbit's got this one you know
1: yeah, Deej is a very outspoken Dead Orbit fan, mm. and so it just, it makes, it sounds kind of silly right now saying, or hearing him say, yeah, that's courtesy of Dead Orbit, take that, and I'm just like, there's nothing really motivating me to pick a <laughs> faction right now, other than the fact that I want a black and white shader, or a red and white shader. That's, yeah. that's basically what I, how I choose my faction now. Yeah. Yes.
0: So out of this list, I'm going to pick a few that I really like, that I think could be implemented that would be huge quality of life benefits. The cutscene skip, I think, is realistic and something that we could see pretty soon. The um, the vault organization, in terms of segments, I really want it. I don't know how realistic it is because, let's face it, it's looking like vault space will probably not be coming until House of Wolves and, and maybe not even until Comet. But the one I take issue with here, and I'm curious which ones you want to uh, as well, Diddy, but the one I take issue with is the swap light level from one armor piece to another because... I think there's a different way to get the visual gear that you want. Uh, It gets a little bit iffy if you're going to be putting raid gear light into, let's say, blue armor. Now, granted, they didn't take a lot of time to explain the the features of this in the video, and I am maybe looking into it too much, but there's something about looking at a piece of armor and understanding where it came from, like for warlocks. I know the raid armor, and I can recognize the raid armor, and just like you can recognize hunter armor, I'm sure... When you take those stats and put it into something else, I'm not sure how much I like that right now, just because we don't have a huge amount of gear. I'm going to pull the WoW thing and and, and talk about that, because WoW has a system called Transmog. And essentially, you can make any piece of gear look like any other piece of gear in the game. So what a lot of times will happen when you get your gear set that you're going to be using for a long time, players will go out and farm old gear sets that are hard to get like these things that are really challenging and then make that gear look like it and that's a cool feature but wow has the benefit of having a ridiculous amount of armor in the game to where you really can pick a piece go pursue it and get it and then transmog your set to it destiny doesn't really have that where if i really wanted a certain piece that maybe only comes from a drop in a raid I mean what how much mogging stuff do we have access to right now not a ton I don't know I'd like to hear your thoughts what are a few of these that you'd like to see
1: Honestly I'd really like to see kill cams in the crucible there have been really? countless times where cuz I mean there's a death timer anyways it's not yeah. like I'm spamming x to skip the cutscene or mm-hmm. kill cam just to get just to revive you know yeah. there's there's a death timer anyways and then there's a few times in the crucible where I'd like to know how I died or what it looked like from his end. And other times I'll just skip it regardless and just wait through the death timer. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see that implemented because it wouldn't really affect the respawn of the enemies yeah. or of myself. Um, vault organization, I agree. Any depth we can add to the vault, hopefully we know it's coming, but we just don't know when. Um Auto shard, I'd really like to auto shard greens in my opinion. Yeah. I don't like having them just sitting in my inventory and I'm going to sh- discard them anyways for the weapon parts or sapphire wire or whatever armor material. I'd really like to see the auto shard enabled. Weapon shaders obviously. Um the swap light level is complicated. You know, yeah. I don't have any I don't have any wow experience, so I don't really know what you're talking about when you do, talk about the transmog stuff. Yeah. But from my understanding, you just you own both pieces of armor. Yep. Right? Yep. And say since everybody most people know what they look like, I'll say I want my vault of glass chest piece instead of my uh Cortis End chess piece. Yep. But I want to transfer the Crota's end stats to my vault of glass armor. Yep. And so the vault of glass would aesthetically look like vault of glass, but it would have like Swordbearer's Touch or um, whatever, uh, Oversoul's Gaze Boost or whatever, um, attached to that piece of armor. Is that, what, is that Precisely. What kind of what it is? yeah. It's exactly Okay. That. It would be complicated, but I think it would add another level of customization, and there would have to be some aesthetic that lets people know that I've transformed this armor yeah. into something other than what it looks like. So it would be complicated, but I think that would be a nice implementation, in my opinion. Yeah. I would like it. I yeah. wanna
0: see it like in the future. I don't I don't wanna like tell people no transmog, but go ahead and finish. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, yeah, I was done. But I mean, if there's a, a blue helmet that I think looks amazing and I'm just gonna shard it anyways because it doesn't give me enough light, I mean I'm yeah. just wasting that aesthetic appeal and mm-hmm. you know. It would be it would just be a waste in my opinion.
0: I think if there's an investment to where it's not like you're playing Fashion Destiny so there's a little bit more value you can't just go <laughs> oh, I want to look a little bit different today you know if there was a certain maybe max cap of mogs that you could have actually I'm getting dangerous with this like speculation everything I'm saying 14
1: saying there, is so last season yeah, so last right? DLC
0: oh that's retro well it's cool because like with wow there are people who mog vanilla gear so they're in like (laughs) current pvp instances wearing vanilla pvp gear and it's like oh that's that's really cool it's got this history to it and i could foresee that with destiny long down the road oh wow oh yeah you're
1: you can transmog your starting armor to current raid (laughs) levels that'd be hilarious
0: oh Mm -hmm. my gosh just like that leather suit or whatever and it's like (laughs) man where's your gear Nah, not here. All right, well, that's going to do it for the Destiny What If video. Please check it out and support the people who made it. It has almost 100,000 views, and it's a great video. They definitely put a lot of video uh, effort into it. What's next? It was guide week on
1: the Destiny subreddit this past week, and oh my gosh, there were so many in-depth guides, but two that I really want to highlight are a in-depth Sunsinger guide and a Defender Titan guide. So if you're looking to play those subclasses, or if you main those subclasses, then definitely go read up on these. The Sunsinger guide, props to Chaotically Neutral for writing this up. He goes into what Radiance does, what each grenade does, how the damage works on each grenade um, in terms of whether you have Radiance active or not or whether you have this piece of armor or not. And it's really cool. It's really in-depth. The same thing goes for the Defender Titan and how to spawn just boatloads of orbs of light for your team. And shout out to uh, Eteria, E-T-E-R-Y-A. Shout out to him or her for writing up the Defender Titan uh, comprehensive guide. So go read those. Links are in the show notes and support those guys. And just if you type in guide to the destiny subreddit you'll find a ton of cool information of stuff that you may or may not may not have known about this game
0: there's a lot of cool community members that's something we talk about pretty often i would say so all right i think we have a super good advice this week from sassy telling
2: us about his post patch 1.1.1 weapon opinions Hello, Guardians. I'm back bringing you another sassy, super good advice. I haven't been able to bring you any segments over the past couple of weeks. University has started up again for those non-Aussies out there, and coupling that with a new job meant that I've had somewhere between zero and no time at all to do other things. However, I've been able to get all that stuff under control, so here we are with my post-patch weapons update. Today, I'll be going over what weapons I've been using in both PvP and PvE, as well as some recommendations and general advice of what's what after the weapon tuning patch. So that's enough of that, and let's get into it. After the weapons update, PvP has become a lot more versatile in what weapons players Used to take down their foes. With the Polish Rifle buff, I've been using some weapons like the Red Death, Bad Juju, and Oversoul Edicts, and even the Strangers Rifle just to see where they sit in the thick of things. My conclusion is that while it may seem like a significant buff, Pulse Rifles are definitely not the outright best weapon in the game. While they are arguably the best at those in medium ranges you often see on maps like Shores of Time, Rusted Lands and even the more open spaces of Pantheon, they do suffer at the longer ranges, as well as suffering when things get up close and personal. If you've heard the rumours that high impact pulse rifles like Red Death and Stranger's Rifle are two burst kills, you may think that the weapon is definitely OP, but to achieve this two burst kill you have to hit a critical hit with every single bullet in which your average game, that's pretty inconsistent to do. i found that generally it's more of a 3 burst kill when you're trying to do stuff like that. So while they are definitely strong in their suited role, there are still weapons with faster time to kill. Last word, I'm looking at you right here. In PvP, they're coming out swinging, offering a very viable set, and that a lot of fights that you are rare to the medium and long ranges. Here, Red Death and Bad Juju really shine out as the best PvE weapons you can get your hands on, should you wish to put your exotic in a primary slot. ARs are now more close quarters. But be aware that the high impact auto rifles such as the Suros regime and Vanquisher 8 have had a much harder nerf than the lower impact counterparts. While this may seem game breaking, they're still very, very viable in the current PvP meta, and if all else fails, throwing up a wall of bullets is still a very good option to choose. In PvE, they've been hit very hard, and while they are suited to more as a close quarter SMG style weapon, with those high impact ARs taking a pretty substantial hit in the damage department, are they unusable? Definitely not, but they're definitely no longer the best weapon outright in those situations. Hand cannons are still extremely strong in their close quarters maps like Anomaly, Cauldron, and Asylum, as their range drop off doesn't have a chance to get off the ground and make a difference. In my humble and yet slightly biased opinion, Last Word and Hawkmoon still remain to be the strongest PvP weapons in general, but having said that, there are definitely better weapons if you like to play the larger scale maps. In PvE, they still pack a massive punch at those closer ranges, and are definitely up there if your long range fights isn't really your thing. The Crucible Vendors TFWPKY1969 is a brilliant place to start if you're looking at getting to those pack-of-a-punch hand cannons at closer ranges. Shotguns have been nerfed, but it doesn't really make that much of a difference in PvP. The majority of Guardians are still sticking to running straight at an enemy and blowing them to pieces, and especially after the Iron Banner where players could obtain the Fellwinter's Lie shotgun, there doesn't seem to be that much of addition to the shotgun play at all. The big difference, however, is in PvE, where the 100% damage increase has rocketed the shotguns up to... The chain and now deem extreme amounts of damage at close range. Coupled with something like a Nightfall burn, is possible to almost one-hit major-tier enemies, which puts shotguns in tier with sniper rifle levels of damage if you crit. If you love close quarters and you like to aim for the head, shotguns are a brilliant choice when venturing out into the wild, especially if you couple them with a medium-range weapon like a pulse rifle. Fusion rifles have all but disappeared in PvE after the nerf, which is strange because aiming down sights pretty much negates the nerf bungee placed on the weapons in this patch. They're still extremely strong, and if you can aim, you can still get those one-hit kills at those obscene medium ranges. The problem is now, there are just better weapons to do this. In PvE, they're still extremely strong and the nerfs that are being put in place don't affect the playstyle as much and extremely strong against those enemies which don't have a crit spots. for example with the Vex, those pesky Minotaurs and Praetorians that we all know and hate. So after all that said and done, those are my opinions on the changes that have happened after the 1.1.1 weapon tuning update. My top PvP weapons are Last Word, Red Death, Stranger's Rifle, Thorn, Felwinter's Lie, Longbow Synthesis, Ephrodite Spear, Found Verdict, Against the Lods, and lastly, the Suros Regime. My top 10 PvE weapons are Bad Juju, Red Death, Felwinter's Lie, Ephrodite Spear, Yellowhorn, Beeline Trauma, Abyss Defiant, Oversoul Edicts, Black Hammer, and lastly, again, Suros Regime. Please be mindful that these are my personal opinions only, and they are very heavily biased towards my own particular playstyle and that's it from me this week I hope you've enjoyed my advice and if you have any questions at all about anything Destiny related please feel free to contact me on my Twitter at I'm Sassy that's at I-M-S-A-S-S-S-I or send an email to destinyoftheshow at gmail.com if you're also interested I'm releasing a weekly Minotaur series of plays and clips I've gotten through a single day of playing PvP which just usually comes out every Sunday night for those living in Australia and whatever time it may be for wherever else you live unfortunately there's no minitage this week as i've been too busy using array of weapons in both pvp and pve to try get the information for my advice for this segment this week however you can still watch last week's minitage nlb 460 of which a link will be placed in the show notes below take care guardians and whatever weapon you choose to fight the darkness i'm sure you'll prevail unbroken take care
0: Time to read your tweets sent to the at Destiny the Show Twitter account. It came from Twitter. First up is Thysing JP. Good Loot Week. Monte Carlo. Two Plan Cs. Universal Remote. Vex VOC. Two Hawk. I like. Did he get two Hawk? I don't know. That's not Hawk. Vision of
1: Confluence and two Hawks. Two Hawk moons. That's ridiculous.
2: Is that how
0: you spell Hawkmoon, though? It's I like not HOC. looking the tweet. Oh, it's H oh. O C is how he spelled it. And I thought Hawkmoon, but that'd be insane, right? Um
1: H O C. What is H O C? It's gotta be something.
0: Somebody's it's gonna come... like be so upset about this. Why oh, are you hosting this it, show?
1: It's obviously this.
0: Gosh. Oh well, dude, congrats. Can you send some of that RNG to me, please? Because I don't think I've ever had a week that good. At a baby rancher. If you haven't seen this. It's the biggest player-conducted tournament in Destiny so far, and he sent us a link to a forum post, and he also says, Making the best of matchmaking to show Bungie how badly we need at least the option to queue against other teams. Thoughts? So here's the context, everybody. They ran a big tournament on PlayStation 4 for Destiny Crucible. The way it worked is team leaders would queue up for Crucible or the DLC Crucible at the same time. If they wouldn't match each other, they'd back out and try again. So I'm not kidding. They are literally running a tournament trying to match each other in public matchmaking at the same time, which is insane. Diddy, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's my first thought. Like, why? Why would you waste that much time? I mean, obviously you can get matched up together, but, like, I'm convinced Destiny PvP is region-coded. So, like, I'm in Texas. I'm going to be matched with people in the southern region of the United States. I'm not going to be matched with somebody who's playing in Canada. I mean, I might be, but I'm I'm convinced that matchmaking is region locked. So people trying to sync up in different regions, I don't know. That's not a good
2: idea.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that they're showing Bungie there is the desire there. Again, we talked about this on Planet Destiny's podcast, but... Private matches have been confirmed, and they are coming to Destiny. It's just a matter of when. I hope it's soon, because people are itching for this. We're reaching a point where players are resorting (laughs) to doing this, and that's pretty cool that they're that motivated, but man, what a headache. I couldn't even imagine how hard it would be to run a tournament like that.
1: Yeah, I don't mean to, like, totally crap on your idea. I mean, it's obviously we want it, and it's a really... What is it inspirational that you're putting this much time and effort into it, so congrats to you guys, but it's like
0: it takes a lot of time and effort to synchronize that so indeed at flyers p h nine love your show, but absolutely hate that you're listening to Destiny the show, and that it came from Twitter vocals. I'm sorry, man. Glad you like the show. We appreciate that. You can probably expect around the one year anniversary of Destiny, the show, which is actually coming up in not too long, man. It's it's getting here faster than I would like to think. There's going to be a lot of facelifts and changes to the show in terms of the audio that we use. And just things to keep it fresh and new. But we'll keep that in mind. I think I like it, but we'll keep it in mind. <laughs> At Destiny Track. Huge thank you to Add Destiny in the Show for the advertisement. That was a really nice segment on the LFG. Well, thank you guys. It's a good time to bring up the Destiny Tracker PvP Top 5 Series. On DestinyTracker.com, you can submit your PvP clips for their Top 5 Series. And it's really worthwhile, especially after patch 1.1.1. Don't you want to show off your nasty skills in the Crucible, making other people just cry with your elite amazing gunplay? I know you do. So head to com today. Next up is at Sapir Jason. Worlds will collide. And uh, that is in response to Planet Destiny asking us to be on their show this week, which was really appreciated. Next up is at M.P. Shiri. Best patch ever, ever. Shotgun all the things. In reference to 1.1.1. Diddy, what shotgun are you using?
1: Universal Remote and Secret Handshake with a Return descender and Shot Package.
0: You. And Flared Magwell. If I ran into you. Oh, it's
1: PvE. I don't use shotguns in PvP that much anymore. <laughs> that
0: much. <laughs> you, you just, you know, pull out your good old thorn or last word and let that do the talking, huh?
1: By the way, HOC is Hunger of Crota. Figured it out.
0: Boom. Thank you. <laughs> Whoever's already left the mean comment is going to be like, dang it! <laughs> stays there <laughs> sassy lets us know sga officially starts up this week uh sorry for the lack of content these past few weeks no worries huge congrats to sassy he got a really sweet job down in australia doing stuff he likes keeping him busy but he's still active on destiny at Freddy underscore en sent us a picture of his is it gallahorn or yallahorn dude i want to say yallahorn so much but i hear so many people saying gallahorn
1: you know, Planet Destiny actually did a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago, and they actually had an Icelandic or Nordic person yes. come on, and it's yes. Gatlahorn, Gatlahorn, Like, like Gatling Gun. Yeah. Hmm. Gatlahorn,
0: Something like that.
1: I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I think it was six or seven. It's at the very beginning of their podcast, so if you're wondering, go check it out.
0: Now you know. At Optic Nerve Explode. Listening to episode 34 at work, hopefully the new social reef will fix the glitches on Corta's end. I don't get what that, what glitches with the social reef. Give us another tweet. I need more details. My head hurts. (laughs) Uh, At Theron underscore sniper. Hey, guys, love the show. My idea is all sword Crota's end. I really just want to run it through the hell mouth. Keep it up. At Brendan Goforth. Getting back into Destiny looking to finally do a raid. Now that I have the right mindset, I'm finally enjoying Destiny. Well, good to hear at Epos Vox, good friend of the show, what do you think about purchasable vault expansions? Like most MMOs, I would pay five dollars for more vault space. No, unless no. it's in-game currency. No, in my opinion. Did he? No, 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 no. Yeah, because
1: that will just unleash the floodgates for more microtransactions to uh, potentially enter the Destiny universe. I don't like that at all. In-game yeah. currency, yes, I will agree. Maybe like fifteen thousand or twenty, like twenty-five thousand glimmer to triple your vault space. Yep. There you go.
0: Glimmer sync. Happy. Keeps him playing the game. I I would be very upset if it was 5 bucks. I do, I do want more vault space, but not at that cost. And our last tweet comes from @theron sniper. What weapons fits this exotic perk? Infiltrator. Rounds pierce the target and explode on each impact. And the second tweet says, "Rocket explodes 3 times, twice on the first target, once on the one behind the ones it definitely killed." Will track. Okay. Infiltrator Did you get that Diddy (laughs) I don't know
1: Maybe he's he's suggesting a um, Maybe he's referencing Our created exotic from a couple shows ago
0: Maybe so Context is helpful, but hard in 140 characters. And one of the additions I'm going to put into, it came from Twitter, is a post from my Facebook page for BBK Dragoon from Brian. And it's a long one, and it will close off the show with it. BBK Broski, wanting your opinion on an idea my clan and myself brainstorm the ability to have patrols be larger than just three people, and also harder difficulty. Personally, I feel that the patrols are too easy, knowing that this mode is for beginner players who are learning the game. But gathering spin metal is so boring. Yeah, doing the public events are sometimes challenging, but some are impossible to do. The wizards, if you have ever tried to kill a wizard all by yourself in a public event without the G-Horn, pretty much impossible. Anyway, if there is a difficulty level for everything else in PvE, why not patrols? Still have the same base level for people who are new to the game, but have a higher level of difficulty for experienced players. Also have a reward for not dying. Maybe an engram that would level up as you killed things. Getting XP would then be more relevant. As you racked up the kills, the engram would be worth more, but if you... Would to die, if you were to die during any part of the patrol, it would reset the quality. Incentive to play patrol would be a lot higher. The harder the difficulty, the better the engram, uh, for example. But on the hardest difficulty, it would take roughly half an hour to actually go through one of these like bounties in a patrol. Once you go to orbit, that engram is saved with how much XP is stored in it, and all the other rarities of the engrams would take respective times. Lesser engrams take short periods of time, but the greater engrams would take longer periods of time to get. It would be an honor if you were to give a shout-out to the clan I am a part of, Ngrammers, on a future video while the show works out. Thank you very much, and remember, you can have all the abilities and all the weapons in the game, but it doesn't matter if you are dead. Okay, well, thanks, Brian. I'm going to throw it to Diddy right away. What do you think of the idea? I have a few things that draw issue right away, and that is, like, if you have different difficulties of patrols, you're just segmenting players, and patrols are kind of the only public space that we have that isn't the tower. What do you think?
1: We would have to have a wild, like we talked yeah. about in a few shows ago. We can't yeah. implement level of difficulty into like patrol Cosmodrome, you know, because whenever you patrol Cosmodrome, you create an instance on a Bungie server and Bungie will just send players to that instance to create a social space and it would have to make you and it would just be a little bit more, a co- little bit too complicated, I think. I think if we had a wild area, like we like, uh, you go out into the wild and you have different levels of uh, difficulty the further you go out, I think that would be where you would want to implement the, the engram. Let's call it a red engram because we loved that idea a few shows ago. <laughs> uh, the red engram increases in rarity the more experience, the more things you kill. I really like that experience gaining engram rarity idea. Um, But it would have to be implemented in some type of wild area.
0: Yeah, Brian, I think it's a good idea, but I do agree with Diddy. I think a wild or a separate entity would be the place to sort of explore this. But a lot of the ideas I like in there. Diddy, where can people find your content?
1: Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y D-T-S. And YouTube.com slash Wooshness,
0: W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. Once again, I want to say a big thanks to DestinyTracker.com. It's an awesome website with stats and LFG, leaderboards, and all sorts of cool things that you need to check out. So head to DestinyTracker.com. Visit our website, DestinyTheShow.com, for all the links from today's show and more. You can follow us at DestinyTheShow. You can email us at DestinyTheShow at gmail.com. You can follow me at BBKDragoon or youtube.com slash BBK Dragoon. We hope you all have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you next time. Enjoy, Guardians.